Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Welcome to Living Box Free. I'm Becky. And I'm Ashleen. Oh, we're having so much fun I already. I hate it when she does that. She <laughs> makes me laugh and then she starts the podcast like, I'm not over here laughing. <laughs> it's a good way to start. It is a good way to start. Yeah, you're smiling. You can hear a smile. That's what Tyra <laughs> Banks says. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, well, welcome back. How do you feel about being here? What do you think about our podcast? If you could change two things about living box-free, besides Becky asking Ash questions, making her laugh before we start, what would they be? All right. Weird way to start a podcast. <laughs> I know. But today's podcast is all about asking questions. If you're thinking, hmm, that's weird. There's, is there enough content to talk about <laughs> asking questions for an entire podcast? The answer is yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I had to trim it down. <laughs> asking questions is a vital skill. And what we find as adults whether it's yourself or other people you interact with, a lot of people don't always know how to naturally ask questions, whether it's trying to get to know someone, trying to grow yourself, trying to connect and understand others. Questions are powerful, especially when it comes to relationships. So we're going to we're going to talk about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> but first, before that, what's on the rise for you this week, Ash? I am excited. I so we talked or you talked about last week lilac meal prep and our friend Amanda who does a variety of meal services mm. and I have eaten her food at events and she does catering sometimes for the gym but I've never ordered her food and I'm going to order her food this week. Do it. And I'm stoked. Yes. I'm stoked. Oh, there's so many good things. Yeah. So that's the situation. If you want to order her food, you can check our Instagram page for a link. Lilac Kitchen. Lilac Kitchen. Support local. Yep. What is on the rise for me this week is change. Oh, how metaphorical. Ah, so deep. B- big picture, Alenco has restructured. The we, company you work for. Yes, the company I work for has restructured. And there's a lot of people who are now no longer with Alenco. And it's just a lot of change. Mm. And I'd say 50% of my closest friends have left, which is just a weird experience and not being in the office. It's a different way to digest change when you don't get to like go meet with people and have a lunch or talk. So fortunately I've had some good phone calls with people and just learning the new dynamic of a transforming company. Yeah. Change is hard. Yes. Change is hard and it is consistent. It will always be there. Yeah. Always. (laughs) Life always changes unless you're dead. So we want change. <laughs> so we want things to <laughs> so change. So it's a good thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk about questions. I'm really excited about this. I think Becky and I are both people that enjoy asking questions and enjoy being asked questions. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think we've had some really great... Probably this podcast came out of asking each other questions. I mean, realistically, we, we wouldn't have even started this if we hadn't asked each other questions and figured out what we were both excited about and passionate about. So... Yeah, we're excited about questions. (laughs) The reason is because we all live only in our own heads. I mean, you can't get outside your own perspective and your own story. So anytime you see something happening or you hear something happening, you interpret that through your own lens, your own experience. And unless you are able to ask questions, you're not able to reinterpret that information 
you're not able to understand what someone is feeling. Empathy is built through asking questions and trying to understand someone else's perspective. And so it's really, really key. However, I don't feel like people are great at it. And I've actually encountered a handful of people recently who have told me that they are just not good at asking questions. And I'm like, okay, well, cool, but it's a skill. So is it cool? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fine. Like, I'm not mad at you for not being good at asking questions, but it's a skill and you can grow in it. So don't just tell me it's that's like, oh, well, I'm not good at I don't know. I'm not good at cleaning. Okay, well, go go try it. Go clean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) figure out how it works. So if you want to learn how to ask better questions, this is the place to do it. It's, It's interesting. I think about a lot of the data we see about people who are the most successful and we, com- we commonly see emotional intelligence is one of the biggest indicators of successful people. And when you look at people who have high emotional intelligence, they are inquisitive and they ask really good questions. Yeah. And when I think about the leaders who have coached me or I go to to seek feedback, quite often they don't tell me how it is. They ask me questions yeah. and it can be frustrating, <laughs> but they're so good at it. And it is, it is a skill. And yeah. the more you do it in practice and like what you said, Ash, it so much is about perspective and the more that you can help people by asking questions that causes them to process the situation, the more you are under, going to understand being in their shoes, their perspective, but it's also going to help them to come to what's that conclusion for how do we come to a solution? Yeah. There's a reason that therapists ask questions. They don't tell you the solutions. They ask questions. They help you to process through it. And then they come to understand you as you are processing through it. So if you want to be a better friend, a better spouse, a better kid of your parents, a better parent of your kids. That's confusing to say. (laughs) Get better at asking questions and listening. So quick outline. We're going to talk about how asking questions helps, which we kind of just talked about, but we'll outline three ways. We'll give you some ways to shut down a conversation. So if you want to be the one shutting down the conversation, here are the things you can do and things that that. we do. And then the opposite, how to ask good questions. So how to stimulate the conversation, how to build trust, how to understand other people's perspective. So are you ready? Dun, da, da, da. Yes. Great. See, that was a question. <laughs> okay. So asking questions helps in three key ways. One, it tells people that you care. Um, I was asking someone recently, they had just met someone and they said, I asked, you know, how did it go? They just met somebody new. I can't even remember who it was, but they just met somebody new. I said, how did it go? And they said, fine. They, they asked me some questions. Like they asked me about my life. So that was nice. And I was like, oh, okay. You interpreted, they're asking you questions as care for you. And I think that, I mean, that's as basic as a stranger, but it goes very deeply into any relationship where you're spending time together. If you're asking questions, it communicates that you care. So that's number one. Number two, it helps you learn about others, the world, and yourself. Makes me think of the zoo. The zoo. Oh. (laughs) When we went to the zoo and I was like, what makes a fish a shark? (laughs) What makes it a shark? Yeah. And then we We feel like when we walk through that zoo, this is what we do for fun during a pandemic. Birthday parties at the zoo, socially distanced. In January. January. But then you're like, oh, how how long does it take for a chimpanzee to to grow up and become an adult? (laughs) Why do they spit out their food? Asking questions, understanding the world. Yeah. And then third, it allows for emotional connection when that might not have happened otherwise. 
And so it, it helps you to build trust and empathy. People feel like they can express to you how they're feeling if you ask them about it, especially as leaders, um, if you're leading a team, and as parents, understanding how someone is feeling helps them to build trust with you. So those are the top three reasons. So, I mean, <laughs> I I have an office right now that is like kind of an open space, and so people just kind of walk in. And every time someone just walks in and starts telling me what they need from me, I'm like, whoa, hey, hi, how are you today? You know, like, what do you not even care about me? But if they just, even if they, all they say is, hi, how are you today? And I say, oh, I'm fine, thanks. And then they say, hey, I need you to make this thing, such and such, such and such. It communicates care. So I don't know if you have any other examples of those kinds of things, but. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I can think of so many at, at work. One of the things we do a personality test called insights and the, the red energy is the director and they're the ones who will shoot you an email and just be like, Hey, I need this. Oh yeah. And now in this virtual world, our team, we take time to talk about our personalities. We have the green and the yellow energies that are people, you know, they love people. And if you send them an email that says, I, I need you to do this by 5 PM it is not going to go over well. Uh-uh. It's not going to make them feel like you care. Right. So taking that time, whether it's written communication or even face-to-face to ask how someone's doing. I hope you had a great weekend. Nice insert, nice salutation yeah. here. And then and then what, what do you need to accomplish in you, the workplace? Yeah. It communicates that you care about them more than just what they can do for you. Yes. I also think about my husband, Tristan, because... I oftentimes at the end of the day, I'm excited to see him and I ask him lots of questions and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I just need to not talk. You just talk. And then I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> and, and it's, it's because I care and yeah. I want to hear how his day was yeah. and I'm excited. I've learned he needs some alone time. He yes. talks all day. Yes. <laughs> but it is, it's a, when you care about people, you want to know about their life. Yeah. And so asking questions is the best way to do that. Yeah. Okay, so key ways to shut down a conversation. So here are some don't do these things, basically, unless you want to shut down the conversation. Number one, ask yes or no questions. Do you agree with me? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that was going to be a bad example. Are you happy to be here? That's always yes. a, Yeah, that's one. Did you have a good day? That's an interesting one that I, I run into a lot. Did you? Yeah. Are you feeling okay? Uh, yes. No. I don't know. Can I elaborate? And often what we mean by that is to actually say we want someone to elaborate, but the way we ask the question is a yes or no question, and it doesn't allow room for someone to express how they're really feeling. Second one, asking loaded questions. Do I look fat today? (laughs) (laughs) No. There's, yeah, there's no good answer to this question. Asking questions that you know are not going to get you anywhere. Basically, questions that no matter how the other person answers, it's not going to help the situation. So try to think through your question and say, is there a helpful answer to this question? Whether you know it, what the answer is or not, but not leading someone into a trap. That's really problematic. (laughs) It makes me think in the gym when people ask a coach, do you think I should do more weight? Or yeah, <laughs> answer is probably yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You that's should. that's a that's a calm one. Yeah, it is. Do I look fat? That's definitely that's, that's, ooh, that's a yeah. bomb waiting yeah, to come and, off. Yeah, and there are many different. In, as we're talking about these different types of questions, 
I mean, we can be going from, yeah, how was your day to do I look fat? I mean, those are pretty extreme differences in the types of questions you can ask or the scenarios. So, and then the third thing is making assumptions before you ask. So if I walk into a room and Becky's not talking to me, I could assume Becky's mad at me. And then I say, why are you mad at me, Becky? And then I have just made a situation that probably wasn't about me, all about me. And I've made it so much worse. Yes. <laughs> because now whatever was originally bothering her, which probably wasn't me, is also added on by the fact that I think she's mad at me. And I have just basically accosted her and said, why are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> so basically thinking through ahead of time, am I making an assumption by asking this question? And how can I ask this question in a way that's, that allows the person to answer honestly? And especially if a situation is you feel like it might be about you, but you don't know for sure trying to take your own emotions out of it and just ask how they are doing. So if Becky is giving me the silent treatment, which she's never done before, for the record. You might want me to be silent. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you start in on boxers and beans again. (laughs) If she was giving me the silent treatment, giving her an opportunity to communicate how she's feeling. And then if it is about me, she can communicate that in a way that's helpful for us to move forward. Mm -hmm. So those are my three ways to shut down a conversation. At first, I thought when you said that, how you can get out of a conversation, you yeah. need to. Yeah. <laughs> which well, is what you I can need use those <laughs> yes. to shut down a conversation <laughs> if you need to get out of the conversation. That is possible. Just for our listeners, our boxers. Now, I don't know if I can do it now. It's weird. I like things underwear uh, now yeah. when you say that. Oh, all right. You're going to need to tell us what you want to be called. You should know that Sawyer is now in here on the floor and rolling around, and we are very distracted by him. He's not doing necessarily anything that should be distracting, but he's adorable. Yes, he's cute. Yeah. Okay. So here we're going to wrap up with five ways to ask good questions. Hypotheticals. Hypothetical questions. These are Becky's favorite. I do love these. Tell us about some hypothetical questions that you like (laughs) to ask and why you like to ask them. I think of crazy ones. I feel like it tells you a lot about how someone processes a situation by being like, hypothetically, let's say there's a horse (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we won't go into that one. I have, we have, there's actually games, there's games that we play. This is how much I love hypotheticals and, uh, but, but hypotheticals it's, it shows you how people process information, but also it allows you to open up. We talked about perspective earlier. I'm thinking, how might I address this hypothetical scenario? And then hearing someone else talk, it is a great way to see a different perspective. Yeah. Even I feel like our gym, we do a question of the day. There's some mm-hmm. hypothetical situ. Hy- yeah. <laughs> there's some situations or scenarios <laughs> where it is fun to hear why people answer them differently and what's behind their answer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can use these in. I, I usually think of these as the absurd ones that we talk about, you know, over dinner. But you can also use these in serious conversations. I've I've found them to be helpful sometimes in difficult topics like. When you're talking about someone's grief, if someone has, you know, they've recently lost someone and you can say, well, if they were here right now, what would you want to say to them? Or if they were here right now, what what do you think they would say to you? Yes. And it kind of it puts a little bit of distance between the whatever the person is feeling and that situation. And they can kind of think through it in a different way. So I found that to be helpful. Those are hypothetical questions that are a little bit more serious. I guess. Yeah. And you gave good examples of coaching someone through grief coaching people at work. I hear great coaches say, well, what is the risk of you doing this? Oh yeah. What is the risk of you not doing that? Yep. What's the worst thing that could happen? If you fail, 
what do you think is going to happen? Or if you fail, what are you afraid of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are great examples. So that's hypotheticals. Clarifying questions. I think one of the really important things here is, so we talked about making assumptions and not doing that. So the difference between clarifying questions and assumption questions. So assumptions would be, I'm assuming this is true. I am asking you a question in light of what I am assuming is true, as opposed to a clarifying question, which says, I hear you saying this. Is that true? Or it sounds like you are feeling frustrated. Do you want to tell me more about that? Or am, am I right that you're feeling frustrated? Are you feeling something else? So those clarifying questions, and again, they can be pretty deep like that about emotions, or they can be like, hey, it, it seems like the remote is gone again. <laughs> am I just missing it? <laughs> so instead of assuming yeah. your roommate has lost it, way to not assume yeah. that. And just ask that yeah. question. Clarifying. Clarifying question. I feel like this is a great a great tool in relationships. You've also probably heard it called mirroring. Being like, what I heard you say was, and oftentimes when emotions are high, you'll realize that people did not hear you correctly yeah. and they heard the one thing that stood out to yes. them. Yeah. And the other piece where I see this really helpful is in the workplace, especially when you're working with people at the end of a meeting. Okay, so what I heard we're doing next is Ash is doing this. Yeah. That is one of, oh, it makes me just cringe when you leave a meeting and there's no clarity Yes, and making sure everyone you're checking to make sure everyone's aligned. Yep. So yeah, sometimes when I'm leading the meeting, I will say, so what did you hear me say? Or even in a conversation, if I feel like there were a lot of emotions in the conversation, what what did you hear from me? Because I want to make sure that you didn't hear something I didn't say or didn't mean to say, because we all, again, interpret things differently. So that's a great example. Next, I would say it's always okay to ask if you can ask. So sometimes I think we get a little uncomfortable of like, well, do they want to talk about it? I don't know if they want to talk about it, especially when it comes to emotions. We're like, I I don't know. Do they want to talk about the fact that their dad just died? Do I ask them about it? Do I not ask them about it? Well, you can ask. Just ask if you can ask. And that seems so weird, but uh, my best friend is really good about saying, do you want to tell me more about that? Or do you want to just move on? And often I do just want to move on because I'm like, no, you know what? I don't have time for that. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then sometimes I'm like, yeah, I do want to tell you more about that. Um, and so you can ask, just say, is that something you want to talk about? Or can I ask you questions about that? Or do you want me to just listen? And I think that is really helpful for people because they know then that you're willing to do what's most helpful to them and you're not the, just there to plow through them no matter how they feel. You are very good at that. Oh, thank you. You are. So your best friend has taught you well. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And that leads right into listening to understand, not to respond. And we've talked about this before. Sorry, sorry, just getting a little wrapped up down there. He really likes chords. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. He's going to be an engineer. I feel confident. (laughs) So listening to understand and not respond. So basically listening and then asking those clarifying questions. Did I hear you correctly? And not listening because you tend to not hear everything that someone says if you're listening to respond and just preparing your next response because we really aren't that good at multitasking. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the biggest thing, I've had conversations with some close friends on this. It's not about winning the fight. Oh, yeah. This is not literally thinking, what is my rebuttal? It is truly listening and try to put yourself in their shoes. Yes. I think a lot of times people are just thinking they're not listening and 
they're just thinking about their shoes, their scenario, what they need to make sure that they get that other person to understand. And when both people are in that irrational side of their brain, the emotional side, you're not going to make progress. Yeah. And you're not going to build trust and you're not going to grow in understanding each other's perspectives. Yes. And it's not genuine when you ask a question and you don't really listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's not <laughs> that very genuine true. or authentic of you. I do that sometimes. It especially happens to my roommate because I'll be busy. I'll be doing something and I'll ask her a question and then I'll like get on my phone and do something else. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not listen to you at all. Can you can you start <laughs> over? I'm so sorry. <laughs> at least you, you call yourself out. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> usually. Sometimes I just try to get by with it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can usually tell when someone is listening to understand as opposed to listening to respond. And I don't mind if someone needs to take a second after I talk to form a response. Like if that's what you need, if you're you are listening to me, I'm happy to wait in silence for 10 seconds while you think about your response. Great. That means you were listening and I appreciate that. So for those of you who are internal processors and feel like you need a little more time, that is a thing you can do. Just so you know. It is allowed. It's allowed. And then last key point here is to dig all the way down if you can. So let's say you ask a question about someone at work and they say, you know what, I'm feeling disrespected right now. So then you could walk away and say, I will ask them a question. They said they're feeling disrespected. Okay, great. Here's what I'm going to do to make them feel respected. It could still blow up in your face because you didn't ask them why they feel disrespected and what would make them feel respected. So basically take a moment after you've asked a question and heard the answer to think, especially if you're trying to fix a problem or, or, you know, solve some sort of conflict, take a moment to say, did I get all the way to the bottom of this situation and understand the underlying problem and what they think will make it better? Because if someone's feeling disrespected, it could just be that you like, you're not asking them, how they're doing at the beginning of a meeting. Like that could be it. That could be all it requires. And then you could bend over backwards trying to do all these other things and still not do the thing that makes them feel respected. So trying to go all the way through the process and understand not just what they're feeling, but why they're feeling it and what would make it different. To put this very simple, one of the trainings I went on, went through early on about processing and asking questions, it showed a triangle and the first peak in that triangle was what so exactly what Ashley said what what happened or what is the situation next is so what so why does that matter oh we work together this is important that we feel trust and respected the final question is now what Hmm. now what I think a lot of times people might skip over that and they're just stuck with oh man they're feeling this way that's a bummer well now what what do we do about that what do you need so if you wanted to Literally, just think of a triangle. What, so what, now what? That's a great way to process through how we can dig deeper to identify how someone's feeling, the impact of that, and what should we do? Yeah. What do they need? And sometimes they don't need anything. So it's great to ask that question because sometimes they literally just need you to listen. And sometimes that's what I need from my friends for them to just listen. And I feel better having just been listened to. Yes. (laughs) But it's important to ask that question, like you said. That's awesome. Any other key ideas or things? Any other words of wisdom as you think about question asking? Oh, queen of questions. People people joke around that I love questions, and I do, because I find people interesting, and I love getting to know people. There was a visual in 
high school or college? I can't remember. I went to this leadership camp and it was a visual. How do you get to know someone? How do you make friends? And this is what I remember from that visual. There was an airplane and there was a mailbox and a house and flowers. It it basically looked like a home with a plane going over the top of it. And each of those images in that, uh, that illustration represented a question you could ask to get to know someone. The mailbox was, where are you from? The house, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember what the house was. The mailbox was, where are you from? The flowers were, what are your hobbies? The airplane was, where, where have you traveled? Do you like to travel? Where all have you been? So each of those images had a common question you can ask someone to get to know them. And I feel like that's where a lot of people, sometimes when it comes to questioning to get to know someone, that's where they, they fall short or they're like, Oh, I don't know what to ask them. So that visual early on in my, my life helped me. I know one of them was about job or school. Like, what are you studying? Or at the time when I learned this, what are you studying now? Like, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And it's funny. You'll, you'll find people who interact with each other every day. They work out side by side and they have no idea what that other person does (laughs) outside of that one hour. (laughs) So, so don't be afraid to once again, ask open-ended questions, but really investigate, be curious about people, get to know them. And that's going to help you build some stronger relationships in your life. And also that practice, you're just going to get better at asking questions in general. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we talked about the reasons why questions are important, ways to shut down a conversation, and then five ways to ask good questions. So I'm excited to hear. I hope you guys enjoy asking better questions or learning how to ask questions or whatever stage of the question asking process you are in. And we are excited to talk about whatever we decide to talk about next time because we haven't decided yet and I'm stoked. Woohoo! We're going to ask ourselves lots of questions to figure it out. Yes, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so join us next time. Thanks for being here on Living Box Free. Bye. Bye.